<laughs> yes, look at that. It is Thursday. It is nine. So, of course, UK Cowboys time. How are we doing, fellas? Jamie, your microphone's muted as well, by the way. I thought you were turned it on for me. Normally, you turn it on. <laughs> Come on, I'm not doing everything for you. How are we doing though? How are we doing? Yeah, doing good. Doing good. Obviously, ready for another weekend of football. A mm. uh, little bit scary with the latest news coming mm. from Dallas, which we'll get on to. But um... oh, we will. Yeah, to, to quote the um, the the Browns GM from the draft day film, today has been a good day. <laughs> Okay, I mean, I might disagree with you on today being a good day, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the big news is the big news. The big news, of course, is the Cowboys are two and zero. They're leading the NFL in points scored, and they're leading the NFL in. Uh... Oh, there he is. Look. Oh, What's that? Is it Mister Top Golf himself? Yeah. <laughs> Look at that. Take it to the gun show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, but how are we doing anyway, Mr. Paul? Ah, not too bad, not too bad. Uh, obviously, um, with the news, what happened with Trevor and stuff like that, I'm mm-hmm. a wee bit, I'm, I just, obviously, we don't know what the details are yet, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm still not worried, though, for this game against the Cardinals. I'm still not worried. Yeah, it's more uh, like looking at it like, okay, let's get into this straight away. So obviously, if you listen to this over the weekend or after it's gone live, um, we're not entirely sure of what the details are. But Trayvon Diggs in practice on Thursday went down, was seen in uh, hobbling out on crutches. Um, the news at the moment is he's having an MRI scan and they're waiting to find out the details. That's where we're up to at the timeline of this show going out. We may find out more as the show's going on. I'm keeping a very close. I've got a lot of notifications turned on. So uh, I will try and, in fact, hold on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> the joy of life, tell you. Uh, it, it's looking like it's a torn ACL. Oh, that's, that's done for the year, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I said the season. Yeah. Are you freaking kidding me? What the yeah. hell were they? Who the hell? What? What was it? What were they doing possibly in practice to cause that? Oh. Unless, he, unless he's kind of the the it stems from the weekend, and it's just the the practice this week's just aggravated even more. That's probably the only thing I could think of, couldn't it? Surely, like I say it's just a, it's a, a freak accident. Unfortunately, you know, like. These crucial ligaments, these guys, it's something I've heard about before with athletes that they, they train and they train and they train and they put a lot of muscle on. They put, you know, they get these these high fibers on their muscle, twitch fibers, but certain muscles you can't train. So like ACLs, MCLs, PCLs, you can't train them. You can't make them stronger. There's nothing you can do. And they've got all of that power bearing down on them. So. It hasn't been completely confirmed, uh, but Tom Pol- Tom Palacero is just saying that it's looking likely to be a torn ACL. That means a twenty twenty four trip to go out and watch Trayvon play. 
I'll keep that jersey in the cupboard. <laughs> it's, it's just a shame as well. But, I mean, there, there has to be something, if you do a correlation of players that sign long-term contracts that are mega bucks, you know, and then suddenly get injured that, that same season. I mean, there seems to be something that, you know, probably bodes well if you actually sign a mid-range contract and just, you know, play out on that, you know. But um, it, it shows the fragility of, you know, the length of time that you've got in the NFL. So And the position. I mean, you think cornerback athletically, you know, especially when you think of how it is. It's a lot of side-to-side movement, a lot of moving forward, moving back at high speed as well. Um, yeah. So that's a lot of strain on the ankles and knees. I'm, I'm I'm sorry, but I'm I'm still f- just can't get over that. Like, surely with coming leading up to the game, it should be like not heavy duty, not, no no heavy hits. It should be more like scout. You're, you're scouting basically for the opposing off offense, essentially. And this has just happened. I'm sorry, but what on earth is going on? But I mean, it, it can it can, ha- it can happen. Doing drills. I mean, if you think of the, you think yeah, of the true, the true. number of number of times that you've seen off the ball, a uh, you know non-contact injuries. Where, the, who was it? The Giants receiver last year. Um, I think against us actually, and he just pulled up half halfway through a route, and um, you know he'd he'd basically just making a little cut or something like that, and you know that was it gone. It's. Uh, you know, as Mike says, they spend so much time building up the muscle and everything like that, and then it just puts that tension on the tendon, and then ping. Here we go. It's just in. MRI has been confirmed. Trayvon Diggs is being moved to IR for the season. Fuck! Uh, just when it goes good, it goes bad, eh? Yep. <laughs> And you know what's even worse is I just done a defensive breakdown <laughs> of the Cardinals uh, and the Cowboys, and when my write-up was how good Trayvon Diggs is playing right now. Was, was Trayvon Diggs? Well, I said that it wasn't because it's the, the defense in it. So I, I, I was going to. I was thinking of fantasy points for this week, but yeah, off my comment. Mike smile up. Yep. Yeah. I mean, like, that puts the whole... I mean, like, one of the things we spoke about during the position breakdown series in the offseason, when it came to the defensive backs, was the depth at the position. Now that depth is about... We're about to find out. Now, obviously, that puts Gilmore really in the limelight now. Really puts Deron Bland in the light because he's going to be your cornerback too. But one of the things we spoke about was, does Jordan Lewis stay on the team? John Lewis did stay on the team. He stuck around. Thankfully, that was a smart move because now he's going to be a slot corner. Yep. Just, just an off-the-cuff fortnight being talking about that, and just with how good this defense is starting the season, would, would you go out and trade for someone? Like a, like a big-time player? Someone obviously they can fill me the salary cap because no, no disrespect to anybody else in the, in the in the uh, depth, but yeah. no one's going to come and give you the high level of play that Diggs has give, given you. They do yeah. have Brooks as well. They've got Brooks who, who wasn't bad in Oxnard. He's pretty good. Go on. Sorry, Paul. I will say we won't trade for anyone because we've only got a first, a third, 
a fifth and a seventh for next. We've only got four picks Six, next yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so we're so we're definitely not trading. Yep. So um yeah, like yeah, I, I totally agree about the Jordan Lewis thing, like just as well we did keep him. Um you know, I, I just don't know what else to say. Fatality, yeah. fatality, 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 fatality. <laughs> really? That's that's but blow the belt, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we're gonna get this uh depth tested uh on but I mean the good thing is is for Bland to come in as well, think about it. That he's going to be going up against this wide receiver core. They got a rookie on one side. You're going to put Gilmore against Marquise Brown, so they'd be able to reel it, reel Deron Bland in. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They can ease him in nicely into the role, and he did do it last season as well. Don't forget. And we're all up. At, you know, he led the team in interceptions last year. Yeah. So there's some um, positives. Yeah, and I mean, it's, it's obviously, it's you know, we were all going to be wondering as well when Donovan Wilson comes back, how you get Donovan Wilson on the field. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mar- Marquise Bell has a little bit conversion to him. Aquamu's, Mar- uh, you know, a possibility as well that, you know, you can bring him in. We got we got, got some good um, play out of him tail end of the season as well, but um, it, it's certainly you know it's good that we got Gilmore as who can step up and take that number one slot if nothing else and mm. you know you can help you can help scheme to one side where you know this time last year if you'd lost Trayvon you would have been trying to bolster both sides so yeah um, it's true I mean a lot of the comments coming in flying in on this one everyone's really upset about it um, you know. What can you say? Obviously, he was a major part. Went back to back games, uh, forcing turnovers, forced two turnovers uh, in the first game. Uh, gets the interception last week. Uh... You could you could put an argument forward depending on how you look at the the defense as a whole. That we've literally just lost the second best defensive player on the team. Which mm. nobody wants to do. It, it sucks like the hell done it, but I think Mark's probably just there. And no disrespect, you say, but it's, it's that mantra of next man up in it. It's now, some, like you say, some of us now got an opportunity to, to make a name for themselves. And let's see, hopefully, someone grabs it with both hands and, and runs with it. Hey, just when you would thought things were on the up, huh? um, and the other thing to look at as well is the game after the Cardinals is the Patriots. So there's plenty of time for this defensive back group to adjust. Like, if you think about it, defensive end pass rushers and cornerbacks were the two deepest positions for the Cowboys. I know, albeit, it's Trayvon Diggs, and you never want to see a player get injured, especially of a player of that caliber. But I'm just saying, in terms of like what you have as a safety net in the position, 
those are the two positions that are covered the most. Yep. Paul, you look unsure. Oh, I'm just I'm just trying to fathom my thoughts right now, mate. I really am. I'm kind of thinking what probably what everyone else is thinking right now. I'm just like I'm more. I'm feeling for Diggs right now because obviously he's on to a, he's been unstoppable since the start of the first week against the Giants, and it's going to be like don't get me wrong, next man up and stuff like that, but. The next man up is not Trevon Diggs. There's a different level to that. So, um, but we just need to wait and see if whoever becomes a cornerback number two to really step up to the plate and make a major impact. It's time for the time for their time to shine, essentially. But same time, I still can't help but feel, but just absolutely devastated. You can feel bad. I get that because you know he he is such a, a, a an important plays such an important role. Yeah, because I'm more worried about the, the other games down the line now. Right. That I'm more thinking about the games like so the Eagles and stuff like that. Like that Yeah, could... for, for 49ers against Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. Or, you yeah, know, yeah. although Ayuk went down injured last weekend mm, as well. That's so, true. Um Yeah. Yeah. I've got some more info on it. Um so he will miss the remainder of the season. Uh, the MRI has shown that it was a complete and clean tear, which is actually what doctors prefer, meaning that the recovery will be will be quick and he will make that full recovery quickly as well. All right, well, I guess that's I guess it's something. It's a plus. Mm. Especially, I wonder if we'll get the full breakdown of how it actually happened, or if they'll try to keep it under wraps. Yeah, no, I no. think they, they they can't keep it under wraps. They're going to come out and talk about it because they're going to have to because it, he's just such a high profile player, not just for the Cowboys in the league. No, honestly, legit. I was kind of feeling really like before this news broke out, I was really really excited. Now this has happened. Now this is basically this soundbite pretty much sounds exactly how I feel. Yeah, <laughs> I can feel you, but. You know, if if Trayvon Diggs hanged on down and I said to you, how do you feel about Jerome Bland? What would your thoughts be? Jerome Bland, I, I like him a lot. Like, I think he will provide us that ball hawk mentality. Like, he did show that last season. And with him now being the cornerback number two, I think he, it's just a matter of can he be consistent more than anything. I think he showed it, but yeah, can he do it now that there's a year of tape on him? Yeah, yeah. but I, and I, well, we only saw glimpses. He was on. He was only featured as like a like in rotation. But this is him now, basically playing full extensive and have fifteen games at least. Did he play? I want to say though, he did play outside corner against the Titans. I feel um, it was the t- and he did. He, there was one game and he he played on the outside, like featured out there completely, yeah. and he was good. It looked good. It was just like you know, obviously you kind of like he looks better in the slot, but he still looks good out out as an outside corner. Um, yeah. And let, 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 let's also go down this road as well, right, Paul? To give you, I'm trying to because yeah, you're, no, you're the one that's feeling the worst. You're you're looking the most glum about it. I am feeling the worst because Diggs is out, that's it. But I feel that the Cowboys are going to um, lose 
to the Cardinals? No. Do I feel like it's going to hinder maybe one or two games down the line? Possibly, but mm-hmm. I'm not... I wouldn't say... I, I, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to put anything on it just okay. now. Like... Because um, like, uh, Mark Anthony did say one game at a time, and I totally agree with him. It's true. It, 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 and, makes, a good, it, it makes a good point. And everyone else in the comments saying, yeah, we are solid. So, I mean, I do have faith in Mick McCarthy. I do have faith in our backups. I do have faith in our team. I do have faith in the rotation of our team, the depth of our team. So when I when you mention all those points, I, I shouldn't have anything to worry about. I'm just obviously just absolute gutted that yeah it's, it's happened to Trevor of course his, of course because he's an absolute fan favorite and I hate to see a player get injured so yeah so, so apologies to everyone's watching the stream I, I am sad obviously it's a moment. But, yeah. yeah I mean look, look you, you know like the th- here's the here's the big one here's the big one right that I think bodes the biggest for the cornerbacks right mm. is that yeah it's bad Trayvon Diggs has gone down but what helps Stefan Gilmore and Deron Bland, who's going to be coming in. What helps those two that we still have is that extremely efficient and effective and elite level pass rush. As long as Micah Parsons, Demarcus Lawrence, Doran Armstrong, Dante Fowler, the whole plethora of those pass rushes are still playing. Okay, fine. Like, you know, if we have Anthony Brown out there still, you would be like, there's a guy who can get the job done still with this level of pass rush that we've got. Yeah. And they're doing it at an extremely high rate. They're leading the league. They've got Micah Parsons, who's, I would say, outside of the quarterback position, is affecting the game more than any other player in the league. And mm. as long as you've got that, your cornerbacks, uh, really, all they've got to do is just stick to their side of the bargain. Because all the rest is going to get them further down the field. No, you're Not- right. You're not right. that you kind of, yeah. you, not that you hope for injuries because you, you never do. But yeah, of course. If, if, you, if you can, if you can call it, probably the one saving grace out of all this is, and you mentioned it, it's Stephen Gilmore, that the fact that he's played at such a high level throughout his NFL career that we're not going to go into games with kind of with players that say say two quarterbacks that. Have not had a lot of game time. It's always going to be potentially one alongside Gilmore. So there's going to be that veteran leadership there that's going to help elevate their game. And I think that's the one saving grace out of it all. But we know that we're still going to get a lot of play from one side, and hopefully it can it can bring on their game to to, to elevate. And, and hopefully it doesn't cause too much damage, and we can. And it's particularly bad timing, though, if you think that the 49ers picked up Anthony Brown this week off Pittsburgh yeah. back to the squad as well. I mean, yeah. Yeah. you know, okay, th- three weeks down the line, once they've, once they've pillied, uh, pillaged them for uh, information about our defence, you know that they'll, they'll let them go again and all that. But... Um, uh, you know, it's it's bad timing because we could have picked him up as well. But um, on onwards and upwards, as they say. So, and, you know. and again, not not, to, not that you want injuries, but is it if something like this is going to happen this season? Is this probably the best 
time, even though it's not a good earlier, time. Early, early the yeah. bad. Because like, yeah, so yeah. if this is week fourteen and he goes down, you got in, you essentially going into the playoffs with some with, with a, somebody going across the way from Gilmore that's not had a lot of game time. That does that mean like the nurse will get some? But at least this way, like saying you know now what what we've got with this this defense. If you're going to make a push to the Super Bowl, which is what we do, I say that you've got what we now. This is so they've got another what is it, 15, 14, 15 regular season games to get themselves ready for a, play, a potential playoff run. Yeah, mm. I, I, like like look at Michael Gap. His injury happened later in the season. What did we see? We've seen it affecting him the season after. So. Uh, you know the news as well with the the type of ACL. I don't know, it sounds weird, but they, they what's being reported is that um, it, because it's such a clean tear, it's going to be very easy to recover from, and he'll he will definitely make a full. Re- there won't be any you know athletical sort of setbacks or or how it affects him uh, in that way. So that's also some good news too. And hopefully, I mean, I'm just thinking back. I mean, Kevin Smith, he had a similar injury and came back, you know, obviously because the Cowboys went deep into the playoffs that year. He was um, able to come back at the tail end of that season. So, you know, there is potential that you could be talking um, if we are deep into the playoffs. You know, there's potential you could have him back. It's, It's exceedingly... Uh, unlikely, but you know there is potential that you could have him back for a deep run. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it is possible. I mean, I doubt they would push it, you know, because you're looking nine months, something like that, really to be fully recovered to be able yep. to play. So, I doubt they're going to push it. That uh, you're looking really before Oxnard like sort of OTAs when Diggs will be ready to start coming back in again. But here's another thing that also needs to to show focus on what helps with the Diggs part missing is the Cowboys offense, which is firing right now. The fact that the Cowboys offense are putting points on the board, that they're going down there and scoring, that also helps mask this issue as well. Um, You know, you've got to deal with it with the injuries, especially these soft tissue ones, they can crop up at any time. We'll find out some more news about how it happened. If it was contact, sort of how they were doing it, fast-paced work, you might think that going forward, they might ease back a little. I don't know, because do you really want to push back on that? I mean, like, let's put it to you this way, guys. Let's put it to the vote and to everyone at home as well. Um, do you think that with Diggs being gone, with the way this offense is, with the way the pass rush is going, where the safeties are playing, and Brandon Aubrey being perfect last week, do we think with Trayvon Diggs now missing for the rest of the season, that inhibits the Cowboys from getting to the playoffs and going deep into the playoffs? I don't think I don't think it hinders it. I don't think so. I don't think I don't think so either. I think we're we're still a, a strong team. Mm-hmm. Um, with with this pass rush, I mean, the 
the the pressure that we're getting just by sending four people and not necessarily having a blitz or anything like that almost allows us to go and drop and clog and cover, um, you know, in our past defence. So, yeah, it, we're missing a shutdown corner, but, you know, you, there are ways that Dan Quinn will be able to scheme up to, to counter that. So, um, I think Elizabeth had a comment earlier, didn't she, about opposing QBs might try to test one now. Now, that could work in our favour in terms of they might think that he's not to the task and they might push their luck a little bit and they're saying he, he, he was the leading interceptor on the team last year. I mean, so he's, it's not as if he's a poor player, is it? So let them... I mean, let, let them underestimate him and let him throw because it, it could end up having a field day week in, week out. The thing is, you don't forget, right, that... Um, that... I mean, there's, there's some other things we can look to, to sort of tweak this about a bit. Oh, Jamie, you flipped. But um, <laughs> there we are, he's back again. Um, like, some other things to think about. Uh, you've got, uh, you know, we've already mentioned one player, that you've got Brooks um, in the background. Now, I don't know if he's going to be that guy, but don't forget, they've got a first-round player in Noah Igbenay on the roster, does he make a push? Do they try and do something? Bear in mind, Igbené was inactive last week, but the first week he was he scored a touchdown. He scored the Cowboys' first touchdown in the 2023 season. So you've got a cornerback there, as well as, you know, you spoke about the safeties that are on the lawn, but I noticed you didn't mention Israel Mukwamu. Now, could they push him back into the cornerback position? So you, you've got players for depth. You've got plenty of talent. You've got plenty of depth. And I, I get how everybody's feeling right now, like, oh, you know, because he is such a big player. But you, if you look at the big picture of the Cowboys' depth, you can even look, you know, you could go back as far as if you really wanted to. Like, I, I'm going through some... You've got... He's on... on injured reserve, but you could bring him back later on, is uh, Nation Wright as well. So I know yeah. it's not massive talent. There's all these players you can do a bit of jiggery pokey to give you cornerback depth. And if if one fails, it's the next guy you can plug in and play. So there's plenty to play. There's plenty of competition, and that just opens it up. And what it will also do as well is the other guys further down your roster. So like your bland, we know who he is almost. Uh, but your other guys, you know, that you can figure out what to do with, you know, let them have a competition and you find out who's that guy that you're going to plug in. And these guys, they don't have any tape on. So you can kind of surprise people with who you've got and what you can play with. So, you know, it's bad. He's gone for the season. Um, oops, here we go. Uh, yes. Out for the season. With um, an ACL DJ dog, so he is done. Lockdown, lockdown. Um, so you've got plenty of options. You got options to play with there. Um, and I just think before people say and write off the season or write off how talented this um, this cornerback depth is, and you say now nah, we've written it off. No, it was talented. Let it have a chance before you you let it go. 
just let them see what these guys are and let them go for it is my attitude. I think again, this this what bodes well is as well is that because we didn't play starters in the preseason, mm-hmm. we we got to see what these guys were up to and what their stature was in this league and all that sort of stuff. So we have an understanding of what their strong points are, what their weaknesses are. And as I say, Dan Quinn will be able to tool the defence to capitalise on the the strengths and minimise the weaknesses. Um, That wouldn't be the case if you were playing Diggs and Gilmore, you know, two quarters or whatever, and then only seeing the guys up against scrubs. We saw them going up against starters. We saw, we know what we've got with these guys. And it's the same at the moment, you know, with the offensive line the last couple of weeks, you know, a lot of people were gnashing their teeth about TJ Bass and uh, Chuma Adoga playing, um, you know, but they've actually done a very good job and credit to the the Cowboys for actually playing these guys in preseason and being able to see what they've got. And again, scheming, scheming the offense to, to take advantage of that sort of thing. So, Oh my God! Do you want me to add to your to your tears right now? No, oh, don't. Oh God! Tyler Go Biadish is reported with a hamstring injury. Oh for goodness' sake, man! <laughs> my right, you you do know, right? At this minute, Are you if, fucking kidding me? If, no. if we could reach out to our screen, you forget. Um, no, they do walkthroughs no. on Saturday. Thursday's Thursday's their main day that's the day that they're going to do padded practice if they're going to do it because they only have 14 a year Um, Thursday for the Cowboys is always their main day yep Thursday and Saturday I'll tell you something we do not do anything the easy route I will say that yep oh for goodness sake I just, I just had, a, I just had a DM off Lloyd as well. He's just, he's just messaging saying, "Damn it, Diggs, damn it." <laughs> Mike, can you, Mike, can you see that news on Instagram again, please? Which one? Can you, can you reiterate what you just said about Bayardish? Uh, so Trayvon Diggs, obviously, we know has gone down. Uh, on a, he's been put to IR with the ACL injury. Tyler Biage is, is now on the report with a hamstring injury as well. And aye, aye, aye. the Cowboy Center, he's also our chief fumble recoverer. So, um, yeah, things are, things are a bit good <laughs> right now when th- we were on the app, but. I just, Where's my bottle of whiskey? <laughs> we will wait. We'll wait the results on that one, uh, and wait and see. But let's talk about the offensive line, then, guys. Yeah. While we're at it, yeah. um, and we've literally only got half a show left to try and. <laughs> we'll just we, we, it, no, but we, we can go on for another half an hour if we want to. So true. Um. A lot of complete, a lot of people complaining, but it, it's. I get it. It's Thursday, and it, it's their main practice day, so this is the day when it happens. Anyway, so the, the Cowboys' offensive line: Are we in agreement or not? Tyron Smith is back. 
Yes, Ty- Tyron Smith is back at the moment. Yeah, he's you know he has been playing out his skin. Um, mm-hmm. You know, hasn't I think other than the 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 holding penalty, which really was the guy falling and Tyron Smith falling on top of yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't really say that was a hold. Um, but I mean, we 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 seemingly from reports today as well, we got away with one where they called rough in the passer on Dak. And uh, you know, actually, the the refs have come out and said, "Well, we shouldn't really call that." So, because um... yeah. I, I mean, like we we were worried, we were concerned in the off season about this O line and what they were doing, but so far, I've got to say, what they've managed to put together, and with Tyler Smith likely to come back this week, it's looking that way. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just reading some some comments that are flying Stop. in. Yeah, stop stop reading anything else on Twitter. I know I'm, I'm <laughs> reading news as it's coming in. It's Mike, have you if you give me one more bit a piece of bad news, I swear I will drop kick you. It's not me. I don't I'm care. Just the guy saying the words. I don't care. You're There's the so to... many people talking about doom and gloom. They're like, oh, the doom and gloom. <laughs> 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 right, but um, I mean, like, so yes, the offensive line, um, you know. Smith come back is looking good. I do you know what I think? I said TJ Bass, what he was missing was experiencing game time. He's getting that right now. And it, every time he plays, when you watch it, it just gets a little bit sharper, a little bit cleaner. I reckon that next year TJ Bassett is on the Cowboys starting lineup, which means we have uh if Zach Martin's still playing, two First, or, or, and if Tyron Smith is still playing as well, I, I'm not sure though, given the age. But say if he is, that's three first round players and, t- <laughs> and two UDFAs on the line. I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna say this one more thing. Regards to Trayvon Diggs, get oh, no. rid, get get rid of turf, get grass back, practice more on grass. Yeah, this, I agree with is, that one. Because this is happening way too much now, way too much. So just get rid well, of you, you, you don't know if they were playing inside, practicing inside or outside today. I mean, they, Appa- they were out, they were outside yesterday. So apparently, um, apparently, apparently, was inside. Apparently, right. So that's on turf. Yep. And there is a there is a bat, turf field outside as well. I, I believe. Um. Because they've got the full grass and they've got a, a yeah. turf side as well. They might do. You might be right, actually thinking about it but yeah it's another argument for the whole turf and grass thing um when you talk about it you know how much does a groundskeeper cost you yeah all right it's going to cost you maybe a million pound for a really good one with all the equipment and what have you oh jerry's Uh, got the money but the argument is is how much is how much is trayvon diggs costing you this year to not play now you know that's the argument behind it um Sorry. Oh, they were playing I, I, on grass. They were playing on grass. They were? They were. They were on grass. That's even more weird. Yeah. Oh, God. Right. Okay, anyway, that just kind of diminishes my point there. Yeah, anyway. I know. Yeah, that's just killed that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm asking the question to the people there, and they're saying it was on grass. So, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I really do need to shut this off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, 
I will I will only get involved in what's going on over there when you have, guys have a question. Then I will ask it. But um yeah, so I think the offensive line on the up is looking good. The pieces are, are all sound there. Asim Richards, you know, once he puts a bit more weight on, he's just gonna add to it even further. But you know, that, that it's a it's a big piece. And the running game is really good too. And do you know what I noticed, Paul? I noticed this again. Hunter Lippy playing as a traditional fullback. Yeah, told ya. Something we haven't seen much of. And I liked it. And do you know what else I liked? Is him running routes from that position too. Yeah. Mm. And he he had a nice open field block as well on one of the plays. I think it was to Daldo or whatever that sprung Daldo for about a nine or ten yard gain as well. Um, he, He really is playing well, you know, considering he's this is only his second NFL game, you know. But, um... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and you, you think, like, I don't think he's going to get many, many runs because he wasn't actually that good at it. He was more good at the, the, the blocking and the receiving. So I think they, they use it and it, it's creative is what I like. So what's funny is if you go back and watch the Luke Schoomaker the Scooney touchdown that he scored. Um, by the way, opened up his account this weekend, old Scooney. Yep. First NFL touchdown. The one of many, many to come. But we'll get on to the tight ends in a sec. But if you go back and, and watch that play, um, if you go back, Luke Schoonmaker uh, catches on the right and goes down and score. But on the opposite side of the field, wide open on a very similar, it's like almost a mirror of the 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 pass play, uh, Hunter Lipke's wide open. So <laughs> he literally had two, Dak had two options to play. But it just goes to show the creativity and the, the different angles that they're trying to throw at defences with extra options and um, just different ways to try and come at you. You know, like that that death of a, of a thousand paper cuts is what they're really doing with this type of offence at the moment. <coughs> but let's go to the tight ends. Um, obviously, week one, people were saying it was lacking. Involved a lot in the blocking and, and, and in the run game, more down to game script. This week, um, both touchdowns, the first and the second offensive touchdown for the Cowboys, come from the tight end position. Are we feeling, and I, I'll talk about Schoolmaker in a second, uh, but how are we feeling about the tight end? We, we got a little bit more confidence coming into week three, guys. I was confident from the very start with the tight end. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I've I've got no problems with it at all. I mean, again, you know, both games that we've had at the moment, we still haven't had to unleash the entirety of our playbook, which bodes well for the remainder of the season because, you know, the, people can't advance scout us and say, oh, that's that play or whatever. Um, but, you know, Obviously, there's been talk this week that Michael Gallup's not getting to play, and that's, mm-hmm. you know, Mike McCarthy saying, well, I haven't really called Michael Gallup's number at all this, yeah, you know. Yeah. So it just shows the versatility of this offense is that you can you can pick two or three guys to have big games each week or whatever, and yeah. then, you know, the, the next team comes in, schemes to stop these guys, and you've got other guys that can step up and, and make the plays as well. So, um, mm. But as Paul says, I mean, I thought this tight end group, 
you know, I was happy with Hendershot. I was happy with uh, uh, Ferguson last year. Um, yeah. They had it down down week one. Schoonmaker, I actually, when on DallasCowboys.com, when they did the pod picks for who was going to catch the first TD pass last week, I'd actually said Schoonmaker. And, you know, he did get it, but he, unfortunately it was the second one. So, um, I, you know, I think this tight end position is a strength for us. So. Yeah. Um, I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, got anything to add on tight tight ends, or do you want to move to the wide receivers? Straw wide receivers, man. Let's yeah. All right. So let's talk about CD Lamb, who absolutely bossed it last week. None of the wide receivers have caught caught a touchdown last week, but CD Lamb. Now, one particular play, and I think you know what I'm talking about. Catches goes for first down, twenty five yard catch, high points the ball gets flipped on the tackle, lands on his shoulder, gets right up, runs around on the next play. That is where we're at right now with C.D. Lamb. Catches yeah. the ball, maintains it, does not matter what's coming at him. Not only does that show a willingness to submit his body, but it also goes to show the hand talent in being able to maintain the catch all the way through. C.D. Lamb, top five wide receiver right now, guys? Easily. Easily. Yeah. No, no, no question about it. Yeah. Anyone that I'm, says anyone that says otherwise deserves a slap across the face. <laughs> oh, I forgot to make just one note as well that I made on uh, the tight end position. Week one, uh, Ferguson and Hendershot were one and two uh, in terms of snap counts at the tight end position. Last week, it was um, Ferguson and Schoonmaker. So slowly... Schoolmaker's already making his way into the tight end two position. So just a point I just wanted to note on that one. But um, yeah, uh, talking of CD Lamb, this week though, he's going up against um, a, how can I say this politically correct? I mean, we haven't got many friends from UK Cardinals, so let's just call them Bunk. (laughs) (laughs) And they've just found out their best defensive back, Buda Baker, he's actually been put onto IR this week. So yeah. uh, they're, they're up against two very uh, lackluster cornerbacks. One of yeah. them is a rookie. So he's been thrown into the tight end, which you kind of feel sorry for. Um, but both of them are letting a QBR rating of over both over 100. Uh, I think they're allowing, I believe, collectively, if I remember my maths, it's like 78% completion rate. So um, CD Lamb, I think he's going to have a field day, guys. What do you think? Possibly, because I'm even looking at their even the running game. I find possibly because mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just looking at their defense right now on the depth chart uh, on ESPN. So Lakey for two, he's questionable. Yeah. Josh Woods, Correct. he's questionable. Yeah. Obviously, I think Josh Woods will come back. That's the linebacker, isn't it? Y- yes, yeah. the yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He, yep. And, um, I've, and I've got he, a funny feeling he play. And like you mentioned, Catherine uh, K- 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 Clark and Marco Wilson. That's your two corners, and you've got. Yeah. Jalen Thompson and Andre Kacheri. I don't know that's how you pronounce his name, but I have no idea about these guys at all. But the big names, obviously, and obviously, uh, Carlos Watkins is not available as well. And uh, yeah, he's just gone on to uh, with mm-hmm. he's had biceps injury, so yeah. he's actually had the surgery for it as well. So. Um... Yeah, so, he's, so he's out for a season. So, so, so in a way, it should be no excuse for wide receivers to have a field day, really. Mm-hmm. And and you know, you spoke about Michael Gallup, 
let's just say as well last week. I don't know if you noticed, but Source Gardner uh, did not cover CD Lamb at all. I think he covered him for a total of like seven snaps. I yeah. think what the plan was last week was uh, they really used Michael Gallup as a complete, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, like a decoy to just yeah. basically run deep on Source Gardner all week, uh, all week, all game. And then that just gave CD Lamb free reign to do everything else in between. But, you know, I think this week and going forward, you're going to see it a lot more. They will get Michael Gallup involved. They've got to. They've got kind of have no choice. Brandon Cooks, I, I'm not sure if he's going to come back this week from uh, the the MCL string. If they Talbot, do, I think... Talbot you... time. Talbot time. Talbot, you know, plenty of Talbot, but also plenty of tight ends because the Cardinals are giving up a lot of yards to the tight. I think 136 yards so far over two games. Um, I've got got the stats here. They have given up uh, 261 yards in terms of the season so far. Yeah, I was meaning against tight ends. I think it was was 136 off the top of my head. Wow. Wow. I mean, yeah. I mean, just kind of running it for just now. They've kept like in terms of their run, de- uh, run defense, they're one hundred and nine yards for the season and two hundred and sixty-one for the passing yards. So yeah. the the run defense is interesting because they play effectively a three-four, but the unlike having most three-fours where the the two ends are actually out on the on the tackles or between the tackle and the guard, uh, tackle and the guard, they actually play head up. Cent- center and the two guards, so it's almost like it's actually more like a forty-six defense of the yes. Bears back in nineteen eighty-five, that sort of thing. I was wondering if you were going to go there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, the main pressure is obviously takes away the inside running game, makes you go yeah. to the outside, and then you've got the linebackers that can float to the ball there. Um, yeah. And that's obviously where we were talking week one against the Giants with their three four that you could you could get in between the guards. It's going to be difficult this time round, but in theory, you know Tyron Smith. We we know the mobility he's got. Terrence Steele, the mobility he's got. If you can see, if you can seal off the interior guys, then yeah. potentially get them on the outside, and you've got you've got the capability of taking. Taking runs to the outside. I don't know if you guys have just. I don't know if you guys have just seen this, but have any of you guys seen Ben Dinucci's tweet? No, no. He's he's obviously got inside scoop. What's just happened? He's just said never understood why we did one v ones during the season. One v ones. Drill one v one drills. Uh, suppose. Especially with a guy like Trayvon Diggs, but it depends. Like, was that the case? Apart until we until we hear more, like tomorrow's tomorrow, they're going to obviously do a um, they're going to do a press conference, and they'll come out and say exactly what happened, and then we can speculate about what their plans are during during training. So. And then we can we we can dissect it from there. Um, but uh, Paul, you were tested as well on the on the offense about the the running game for yeah. Arizona and how they're uh, they're struggling to defend against it, which is true. 
and they've got a number of guys injured, so they're playing backup players as well as other players like Dante Stills, who's the, um, the well, I w- rookie. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they're struggling. They're averaging 50 yards per game, really. Well, 50, 54 and a half, well, what? Well, 55 yards a game. So I wouldn't say they're necessarily struggling. So, but with these injuries, yes, I think it will definitely spread the board a bit more open. And with the running backs that we've got yeah. in Pollard and Dusfon and Vico Dowdo, and like sort of the power we've got with Hunter Luke in there as well, mm-hmm. I, find that, I find that's a whole different animal we've got. So, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I, you noticed it last week with Dusfon playing on that right-hand side of the line. We know how strong the right side is, but got a first down with rushing and passing on the right. They noticed something and they attacked it. And that's something that's quite important because it goes to show you, as opposed to the Callum Moore way of, no, this is how we're doing it, and that's it. At least with the Mike McCarthy, there's a bit of bend there, where it's kind of like, ooh, we've seen something. Let's attack it. Um, Which I quite like. Then finally on the offense, guys, let's just talk about Dak. Um, I think if he gets any more comfortable in the backfield back there, we're going to have to start throwing cushions out in the field for him to have a sit down. I mean, like, have you ever seen Dak so comfortable, so in command of the offense that he is right now? No, I, th- I, I mean, it, it really is. I mean, his his sleep number must be really high at the moment. You know, so. <laughs> I, I tell you what, though, right? We spoke about this in the offseason. I think it was me, you, and I think it was myself, yourself, Lorne, and Paul were speaking about it, that with Callum Moore last season, the start of games, and I think this is the big one, that um, at the start of games you would see Callum Moore trying to make these very low percentage throws, very difficult plays to make, really complicated play style, spacing all over the place. And you were just kind of like, I don't get it. But what you're seeing at the start, and you definitely saw it last week, is just a very concise way, very methodical, um, very easy throws, very easy plays to make. And to just basically get the entire team into rhythm, get like a momentum going, break into the game nice and easy. And then that, I think you're seeing, has an effect throughout the rest of the game because the the players are eased into it. And I think that's what's biggest, the biggest part going for Dak right now. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, this... It helps that, you know, we haven't really been tested by anybody that we've been up against. But, you know, we've been able to impose our will. I mean, the whole thing last week of taking taking the ball, starting the the game with the ball and marching our offense down the field, scoring so that you then put put the pressure on Zach Wilson and what have you. Um, You know, and he crumbled and it then meant that our offense could take the time and you know tinker with little things as well so um you know this is this is just Dak is playing probably his best ball at the moment other than that one mm-hmm. play where he almost hit a uh, sauce that was a good a, play on source mind that was yeah, a hell of a yeah. read 
Um, but yeah, but other, I agree. Other, other than that, you know, it's 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 been vintage vintage Dak Prescott as far as I'm concerned. So agree. Yeah, yeah, he's been fantastic, and I think the way he's playing. So like, we've lost a guy like Diggs with the pass rush we got and the offense playing the way that they are with Dak Prescott. You know firing on all cylinders almost from what we could tell so far i think that's a big way of being able to mask a weakness like trayvon diggs being out but let's look at the defense guys i know this is everyone's favorite part um michael parsons was that his best game last week one of his best games and until until this week i think micah <laughs> micah is literally this season you know you had uh, OC, you mean Laura after week one say no, you know, he doesn't rate uh, Micah as one of the best top five. He said, I think he said, OSA top, said that. Aye, he said he was, OSA know, is he, a fool. He's a fool. Oh, I know, I know. And that, you know, Micah came out last week and just absolutely blew it apart. I think he's just getting better and better and better. And, you know, he is on pace to be defensive MVP this year. I think we 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 spoke on Tuesday and we said that it's it's not even close, is it? Like there's like yeah, there's the the bosses in this world and the Miles Garrett, but no one's playing at a level with Michael Parsons at the minute. It's it's ridiculous. But there's, there's, it's only gonna get bad. Like, oh, no. like even the argument that JJ Watt said about his brother, I TJ TJ is the best in the league. Oh yeah, he just had that one play where he recovered the ball and went for a touchdown. How does that justify what Parsons did? He's been disruptive outside, inside, all over. He's the a place. fact in the game. He's a game changer. Mm. TJ Watt is just a rusher. That's it. Well, can you, like, what play was it? Um, when he was pretty much toying with the offensive line, wasn't he? He was pretty much swaying back and forth. It was like it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like watching dance on it. Like and he's like, right, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna let you know when I'm coming and you're still not gonna stop me. It's that it's that kind of swag and that kind of confidence he's got that it's like you could put anybody there and he's not gonna stop him. It's so funny, like like Bart Scott, for a prime example, he says, oh yeah, the Jets are going to rush for 200 yards and uh, Parsons can never ever go inside the offensive line. What happened? Mm. Six, 64 yards in total and Parsons was actually rushing in the inside of fruit and actually dominated the left uh, the right guard. I, that shows you how And you look as well, Paul, you're, you're talking about TJ Watt and the pure pass rush. Agree, agree. And how... Micah Parsons is um, affecting the game so much is you look at the fumble recovery. That was him coming across to stop a run. It was a run play. So he comes down, breaks on it, tackles the player and rips the ball out of his hands as they're going down. So he's affecting the, the game at multiple levels, at different areas of the field, doing various different techniques, different times of the game. And it was very, unlu- it was very unlucky that it never went back back to the end zone. It was just unfortunate. Really lucky. It was basically a foot touched them. A toe. It was, yeah. The, 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 I think the play we that he made on Beckton when he came inside and pretty much Beckton tried to horse collar him, didn't get away with it, but then he still kind of turned back up the field and chased 
um, will, uh, chase Zach Wilson down. It's like there's just it, it, it defines playing to the whistle, and yeah. that's that's what you want from your defense. So saying, I think that's why we're we're spoiling them here because everybody's game's raised because Mike is setting the standards. Yeah. Uh, just so you know, uh, Anthony Brown has just been released. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Already? Wow. Yeah, yeah Already? He's, gone. he's gone. He's gone. Wow. He's, just been re- he's literally this very minute has been released. Well, before you move on to the next session, I want to bring this comment yes. up, and uh, it's Sit. always nice. It's always Sit. nice to see n- nice new uh, new uh, viewers to the show, uh, Luis and Julia. So they're watching from Germany. So hey, big, so a big shout out to uh, our people, our friends in Germany. Um, yeah. But yeah. Got a, a a couple of Germans coming with us on the uh, on the yeah yeah we've got friends yeah we've got friends from Germany friends from Canada friends from all over the place coming over to the Thanksgiving okay. game this year. Woohoo! Standing so, uh, showing the polls, which you should trademark the comment of the world team. It's just yeah, did try, did try. <laughs> try and get that on a t-shirt. Um, <laughs> but you know, we we were talking about ways um that you know Trayvon Diggs go in positive things to look at Micah Parsons is one another one who is absolutely on fire right now is Demarcus Lawrence and the Jets could have scored two touchdowns last week um I think both of them actually were going to Garrett Wilson but thanks to Demarcus Lawrence getting in there and breaking through and pushing and getting to the quarterback last minute to, to get onto Zach Wilson's arm as he was thrown, actually saved the Cowboys. I think what's happened is there is so much focus on Micah Parsons now that Demarcus Lawrence no longer needs to be the guy. He just needs to be Demarcus Lawrence. He just needs to be Tank. And that's what we're seeing is now all these years of like people going like, oh, he doesn't get the sacks though. And you're just kind of like, well, wait, because effectively what, Demarcus Lawrence did last week was have a multiple sack game. It just so happened that, you know, it, I know it's a stupid comment to make, but it was just that the ball got out just before he he got to the sack, but he, he still disrupted the play. So to me, that that's just as big as a sack. If you can do that, you've affected the game. Demarcus Lawrence, I think, is right now, I would say, personally, you know, I know you mentioned, Jamie, you said... Uh, you think Trayvon Diggs is the number two uh, defensive player? For me, I think Demarcus Lawrence is the number two defensive player for a whole I, host I, of reasons. I'm, I'm open to, to that. That's like you say. So it's just uh, just on back of that, just a, a, an honorary shout out to us as a digital because he's just he's yeah. quite yeah as well. Like I said, I think he, like I say, if, if on that line, if um, if if Tank can play as well as he was. I think you, uh, you you could probably say that he's potentially the, the best defensive line at the minute at, at the standard that he's playing at. But it's just like I said, Tank is just Tank is just doing what Tank does best. Mm. I just want I just want to say, Joe, we haven't forgot about you, our good friend from, <laughs> our, our good friend from Italy. Yeah. We're here every single show, so big shout out to yeah. Joe and Italy. And whoever the person is who always uh, tunes in from Vietnam, whoever that person is. Yeah, that's that. I can't. I can't imagine what the time zone for that one is. <laughs> but um, go on. Sorry, Lord. 
No, I, I was going to say it's crazy about the, the guy from Vietnam as well. But Every um, week. Every week is there. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Tank Lawrence set the tone on Sunday there where, um, you know, opening play and he hits Brees Hall in the backfield for a four-yard loss. Yeah. Um, you know, and almost actually scared the Jets away from running the ball the rest of the yeah. game. I mean, if you think they only ran the ball 16 times and five of those were... Uh, where Zach Wilson running for his life as well. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. If you took, I think if you took away, I, I read so if you took away Zach Wilson's rush yards, uh, the Jets last week rushed for something like nineteen yards or something. <laughs> Wild. Wild. But <laughs> in terms of a, over... a pun in there with Zach Wilson and. Some fight over there. But I agree, Osa right now has completely gone up a tier. Like, to me, he's now in that, that tier two of defensive tackles inside defensive linemen. Um, I tell you another one who's on the rise, which Jamie will like to hear, Chauncey Goldston. I think in terms of him as a run defender, I don't like it, right? I, what I like is if you're in an obvious passing down situation, because of his size and how he can get skinny and he has the speed and the get off. I like him in obvious passing down situations as an inside defensive tackle, almost like what we was expecting Neville Gallimore to be. Um, I, and right now, just to put you in, uh, it's limited snaps with Chauncey Golson, but he, he ranks 14th in pass rush efficiency right now. <laughs> Wild, I, and you know, again, it, help, all... it helps having Micah there. To, exactly. You know, it makes everybody else's job easier. So. Everybody else, yeah. It, 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 there's so much focus, uh, and I agree. Uh, and you know, like you, you look at the way they can move these guys around. Uh, and here's one as well I wanted to talk about is, is Jonathan Hankins and Mazzy Smith. People are saying, "Ah, uh, you know, look at this. It, it, you know, we wasted this first round pick." We just mentioned now, right? We just spoke about how little rushing yards. Not only did they get against the Jets, but also against the Giants, who has Saquon Barkley. You have to understand that, and I think Mazzy was on the field for like 11 snaps. A player like that, what they need to do is they need to get on the field, push the pile in the middle, make the running backs have a moment to second-guess themselves, and it can completely change a running game. It can change a, a, an offensive philosophy in just a dozen snaps. The unfortunate like, thing is a guy like Marzi Smith is that doesn't come up on a stat sheet. Didn't, didn't you say a while ago, I can't remember which, which one you said, it, for a, a defensive lineman, whether it's outside or inside, you're generally not going to see a lot until maybe back in the year two, start of year three. So it's not worrying, is it? Like I say, you've got to ease him in. And, I mean, it's a completely different level to college, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. it's not, not worried, to be fair. Like I say, let's have a look. Really, let's probably address this back in the next year and see if we're starting to go the same conversation kind of thing, isn't it? <laughs> but, you know... It, it's it, it is wild to watch, and then you know you add in all these other guys, Dorrance Armstrong, 
uh, Dante Fowler, Sam Williams. They, these guys, Dorrance Armstrong hardly played last week. And we know he's effective. We know how good he is. Dante Fowler, much the same. Mm. Like they, they're literally, they, they're not having to go out there and, and blow up these guys completely. And the longer they can do that, the longer these guys stay fresh, the longer these guys are free from injury, which only helps them as they go further down into the season and they can use this rotation more. Uh, it's just something I noticed. And then finally, obviously, we've got Donovan Wilson coming back this week, who is a huge defensive playmaker. That then, uh, that alone will help alleviate a little bit with the, the Trayvon Diggs situation. So, you know, you look at the, this group of safeties now. Uh, you know, we talked about how quickly they came up from from rags to riches, if you like. Malik Hooker, J. Ron Curse both getting interception last week. We know Juan A. Thomas is playing really well. Marquis Bell is leading the team in tackles. He's just like on fire as well. Now you're adding Donovan Wilson to the mix. You're just like, this safety group is insane. This on its own is enough to be able to withstand the storm of Trayvon Diggs leaving. Do you remember, like maybe three years ago, we were begging to draft a safety? No. Yes, no, no. tough. <laughs> now we don't have to worry about that that idea anymore. Yeah, that, Darren Woodson was on um, Nick Eatman's Cowboy Storyline this week, and he was saying exactly the same that you know, a couple of years ago, you were you were bemoaning the fact that you know, the the best safety that we had was Brian's man Jeff Heath. You know, and you know, lo and behold, now we've got guys that we haven't put a lot of money in, but you know, we're getting performance out of Marquise Bell. We're getting money out of our, our money's worth out of One Way Thomas and all that. So, um, it really is an embarrassment of riches that we have in that backfield. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like I say, it's it's not great that Trayvon Legs is out, but when you look at the the, the depth, you know. As we say, you've still got Israel McQuamu, who hasn't played. He can come in. You've got, and I said at the start of the show, I did make a mistake. I said Jalen Brooks. What I meant was Eric Scott. Um, yeah. You've still got Eric Scott, <laughs> who had a fantastic time in Arkansas. We're playing opposite sides of the ball. How I can make that mistake, I don't know. But Eric Scott is still available to you. Who I, He made some interceptions in Oxnard. Um, you know, he was he was looking quite good. We'll see what happens. We'll see how you know. I'm not saying these guys are as good as Trayvon Diggs and he's impactful. I'm just saying that it can weather the storm of him being out this season to take you to the promised land. And I need to tighten this up a minute. So there we go. Right, all right then, guys. The all important moment. Make sure you do this at home as well, folks. It oh, is, yeah. of course, yes, it is. Time for your final score predictions. Oh, so hey, what was the results from last week then? Uh, well, last week's score. No, not last week. Fantasy, you're on about. Aye. Yeah, we'll do that in a sec. We'll, we'll get, we'll get on to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> final score. I so I've given mine in already. Uh, over to the blog and the boys. I said it's going to be thirty-five thirteen. So a five-touchdown game for the Cowboys. The 13, I haven't decided if that's two touchdowns with a missed two-point conversion or if it's a touchdown and two field goals. I haven't decided that yet. 
But I'm going with 13 on the Cardinals' side. So go on then, Paul. Hit me with it. What's your final score prediction? And let us know at home, guys. Give us your final score predictions for this weekend. 45-16. Ooh, Paul. I'm going 42-17. We've got a lot of 40 burgers coming in right now. <laughs> Jamie? Yeah, Jamie? Hey, Come on, Godfather. Seven. 38 to 7 to the Cowboys. 38 to 7. Wow. So they just get away with a shutout again then. (laughs) I like it. All right. So the fantasy lounge. So there has been an update to how the fantasy scoring system works. Okay. So I had somebody, don't worry, Paul, it works in your favor. It works in your favor. Uh, they were watching. They were watching the show, and they asked me the question. Uh, it's got an inbox message that Brian is on ninety percent. So, if he makes zero other predictions for the rest of the season, is he classed as the winner because he has the highest score? And I said, well, theoretically, yeah. No, he needs to. He needs to take part. I would say seventy five percent of the season. It's okay. It's okay. I came up with a perfect system for this. All right. Okay. So. What happens is uh, uh, the more you play, so if you do like all 17, you get uh, some extra bonus points. So in each player who's playing at the moment, if uh, I've put this one in the wrong place. So if you play 17, you will get 17 bonus points. And I haven't figured out how that bonus point system works yet. (laughs) But... Let's say you do you play 15 times this season, you'd get 15 bonus points, and it might be that that equates to, I don't know, like 45%. So if you were to be, say, 50% correct on the season, but you did 15 times, you get the 15 bonus points and you would overtake Brian. Are you with me? Um, so run it again, sorry. So it all depends. I can talk about it to you more offline. But as you can see, right, here we go. So see how you've got two next to your name, Jamie's got two, Lorne's got two, Brian's only got one. So Ah. as the season goes on, the more times you play, that number will go up, which adds you bonus points at the end of the season. Okay. So Brian's gives you a way, yeah, yeah. It it just helps in case Brian thinks he can just sit there on his ninety percent and not well. But as you can see, the the scores are in. Jamie is um, theoretically in the lead because he has sixty six percent with competition (laughs) with with two with two times playing. So yeah, we'll go with that. Paul, you were the fastest riser. You came up from thirty percent to forty (laughs) eight percent, and Lorne is. Sat still on 50%. Very even at 50%. You were bang on 50% this week, too. So let's get into this. Make sure you play at home as well, guys. It's very, very simple. All you got to do is you just got to say if you believe the score to be higher or lower. And then, oh, wait, I need my my pen and my... Before before you mention, Lebowski, you're not staying for the Fantasy Lounge, at least? Yeah. It'll help you. It, it's the heel. It's the it'll, heel. It'll, it'll help you, dude. Come on. It'll, it'll help. Yeah. It, it helps with the heel. And I'm using my my little golf, golf, golf. tripod. That's right. 
Born Jamie. <laughs> what was the face, Paul? <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's right. All right. So here we go. It's very easy to play. You just play along at home if you want. So here it is, guys. Uh, so give it to me. Dak Prescott, 20.2 fantasy points. Last week he scored 26. Yep. Good and higher. Higher. More. I, I think we all got to go higher because we all said the Cowboys are going to whack on some points this week. I think we've all got to go higher, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah def- definitely higher. Yeah, Stan. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. And we've got another prediction score coming in. So, so Jaws uh, went higher. Yeah. Oh, go on. I'll let you do this. I'll let you do that. So we've got some highs, and I think it's pretty obvious with the way this defense is stacked up against the Cowboys' offense. But what's interesting is what they've done with Tony Pollard. 17.3 fantasy points, which is about what he scored last week, believe it or not. I'm going to risk the biscuit in this one. I'm going to say higher. Higher. I would have said higher, too. Um, Do you know know why I'm saying that, Paul? mm. Do you know why I'm going higher? Why? I think he's going to catch a touchdown. Possibly. Receiving touchdown. So your PPR. Yep. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. No, I'm gonna go higher on that as well. I was Ooh. gonna push, but I think I'll go higher. Stop pushes, pushes what killed you last <laughs> week, Lone. Pushes what killed you last week. Just so you yeah, know. Yeah, I, I need to start coming up with some some statistics on these predictions you guys are making. Yep, everyone's kind of feeling the same, saying higher. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna push just, just for the fact that I think we're gonna oh, see. Oh, Jimmy, we're <laughs> dangerously. We're gonna see more from the receivers. I think. I think. I think we're gonna get touchdowns from at least two times this week. Jamie, you might as well wear an Austin Powers costume to say you like to live more dangerously right now. <laughs> 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 Asking thou shall receive Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're definitely recording that for a, a mic drop. There's a sound bite we can keep on the show. <laughs> All right, now here's a, here's a tough one, right? This one, I actually, when I seen it, I was like, ooh. Uh, now, bear in mind, these these from NFL.com, from their fantasy. Uh, C.D. Lamb, 19.7 fantasy points. Now, he blew it up last week. Yeah, but, and, uh, he should he should do it again this week as well. So, uh, yeah, higher. Higher, all right. I like the confidence. Definitely higher. Higher. 19 points is a lot. Couple of couple of touchdowns, though so he's not he's not got into the end zone yet. He's, he's not yet. No, no wide receivers have yet. Mister Paulius Maximus. Ooh. Ooh. You think lower. they spread the wealth? You think they yep. spread the wealth? I think Tolbert's going to get the touchdown. I think. Do you know? Funnily enough, you know, because like people are worried about Gallup at the moment. I think it's going to be him. He's yeah. going to be that surprise player who that's, goes that's, yeah. bursting down on a on a deep pass and just like does that typical Des Bryant physicality running down the field. Oh, oh to see, oh, to see a tall drag touchdown there. Mm, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. 
All right, Jake Ferguson, guys. 5.8 fantasy points. He was on double digits last week. Yep. Higher, 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 higher. We're all going higher. Arizona are giving up a, a, nearly 70 yards per game to the tight end position. And then oh, this one, I think, is going to be... That might just jinx it, on He had to get that bit in, didn't he? <laughs> Let's see what everybody thinks on this one. Make sure you post the, the predictions up, Paul. Defense, 7.4 fantasy points for the Cowboys' <laughs> defense. Okay. It's going all got the way up. A lot of... All the way up. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be a given the way this game's going. That offensive line is beat to hell. I know they got Paris Johnson. Um, on, well, on well Hernandez as well. He's been inconsistent lately, though, yeah. believe it or not. He's been really struggling so far. But their, their inside offensive line is just, at the moment, having a very tough time. <laughs> um, needless to say. Yeah. So, all right then, let's go over to the Cardinals side then. They do not have Kyler Murray, as we know, around about week 10 when he comes back. So they're playing with Joshua Dobbs, who last week came out of the gate firing uh, and scored 28 points for the Arizona offense, but then did nothing for the rest of the game. And the Giants came back on a huge comeback win. Joshua Dobbs, 14.2 fantasy points, guys. Bearing in mind, he's got very bad offensive line and very little firepower. Um, go- oh, oh okay. that was like some power rage and shit there, Paul. That was me. Perfect <laughs> 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 time. <laughs> and I've set the dogs off. Right, okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got too excited. You got too excited about fantasy. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm going. I'm going lower. Lower, lower, definitely. Lower. Okay, we got some lowers coming in, um, which is quite interesting. Ooh, oh. See, Labastri knows exactly what I'm thinking. Go on, that's it. Yeah, you got it. Um, yes, so there we go. Uh, that one, James Connor, who is their primary running back, had 106 yards receiving last week and a touchdown. Um, is really apart from Zach Ertz, so you can okay, we'll get to that in a sec. Is really their only massive offensive piece of firepower over there. Their issue is though, he's getting a lot of snaps and he's the only running back on the roster. <laughs> Honestly, if, if you think I'm joking, check it out. And you'll go, There's names on there, and you're like, Yeah, there's people on there. The, the James Connor's um, backup or his support running back is running for a, a total of zero point three yards per carry. Jeez. Yeah. So James Connor, guys, fifteen point one fantasy points. That's a hundred yard game. Not a chance. Jamie is saying no. I'm going to push on that, given that he is a receiving threat. Um, I think he'll get. You know, five or six, five or six catches at least. And... He's had five receptions this season already. Yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna I'll go, pu- I'll... I'm gonna go push as well. Ooh, you think the Cowboys' defense can't hold this running back efficiency for that long? Then I like I th- I, No, no, I think they can. I think they can. I'm just saying, like, I think if. They're able to move up the field. I think it's more red zone where um, Connor's going to be more the threat. 
Yeah, and, and he and he has a powerful running back, so I think he might right. get. A, I think he'll make get a touch. I don't. He's not going to get a hundred yards on us, but I think he'll get a touchdown. And he'll score you're, like a red zone touchdown. Yeah, and if you're adding PPR on top of that, then yeah, that's why I'm saying push. Mm, okay. All right. I, I mean, I don't see it, but okay. All right. Um, okay. Marquis Hollywood Brown, um, who got traded last year, um, trying to hook up back with his Oklahoma quarterback. 9.9 fantasy points. He currently ranks uh, 46 on the wide receiver rankings in total yards. Gosh. I'm going to give the benefit of doubt. To our defense, I'm gonna find you found faith. I'm gonna say lower. I like it. Positivity, mate. Yeah, I, I think even with even with Diggs being out, I think it's gonna be lower as well. Lower. All right. Um, so Zachert, who leads the team in receptions. So um he's not what he used to be. He's obviously he's 32 years of age, so he's getting on a bit, but we'll still you know, he's still good for 50 yards a game at the moment. Uh, but they're putting him down as 10.2 fantasy points, which I find pretty wild. Um, what they're saying there is they're saying 50-yard game and a touchdown is yeah. the prediction on this one. Bear in mind, he's got Donovan Wilson coming back, and he's going to be up against Jaron Curse, who they know from the Eagles. If you're saying 50 yards and a touchdown, it would be well more than uh, 10.2 when you're including PPR. True. Lower. Lower. Just lower. Just lower. Just lower. And I'm going to push on that again as well. I think, you know, if he gets if he gets five or six receptions as well, that's five points. So, um, you know, and then say thirty yards or so. No, I'll go, I'll go push on that one. Oh, all right then. Finally then, uh, this, <laughs> the Arizona defense, 5.9 fantasy points. I don't know where they're going to get that from. Um, I mean, like, they've got a sack and, you know, they can get a couple of pressures on teams, but I don't think they're going to do that against this offensive lines. But here we go then, guys, for the last one. Where are we going there? Yeah, we're going down. We're going down. Give him down, the ball. down, 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 down. Give him the ball. Give him forty burgers or there or thereabouts. I think it is. Down. Jake, Jake, Godfather, need a score. I was trying to decide between lower or push, and I was like, mm, and then Lawn and Paul are both in lower, so I'm going to go lower with the boys on it. You're going all the way, yeah. Smart move. There we go. So uh, that's how it goes for this week. Started off depressing, but we tried to put a smile on everyone's face as it moved along. Um, Obviously, if you're listening to the show uh, on the download um, after this was aired, you're going to get more news on Trayvon Diggs as it's coming out. Um, But he is out for the season. So that is the way we're going to end. But we've got some nice positive stuff to get on with. Jamie, you redeemed yourself the other week, so I'm going to let you off. So we'll let Lorne strike with this one this week. 
Okay, so there's still plenty of games left to go. So if you're thinking of going to a game, make sure you book with Cowboys Experience for the ultimate game tickets, stadium tours, meet and greets, and much, much more. Get to meet guys like Zach Martin, Micah Parsons, Jay Novacek, Drew Pearson, Ed Tuttle-Jones. Paul's been numerous times. We're obviously all going this year as well. And if you are going to book, use the promo code UKCowboys. Don't be a clown. And you'll get... Free stuff. Free stuff. Um, Paul, go on. Yes. yes, guys, as you may have heard, we have our, our exclusive travel package courtesy of Cowboys Experience, which includes your game ticket, the meet and greets with uh, Cowboys players, former and current, uh, tailgating is included, also the stadium tour, tour at the Star, uh, Star and Frisco facility, and much, much more. So if you want to book and contact, be sure to contact us through our social media or contact uh, Barry at Cowboys Experience. Yeah, there we go. And, and, just, uh, and just just to quickly add on to that, Mike, just to see if yeah. I'm... You were, sorry? To, 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 if you work out to the day, yes. this time in two months, the UK will be, will be in Texas. Yeah, boy. So, so, so anybody staying near ATT and Stadium, get you all soundproof because the boys are going to be out there boozing and pieing, getting bad from Allen. <laughs> Jamie, I've just thought of a great idea. Now, seeing you, you know how I mentioned Austin Powers earlier. Why don't you wear that? Where? Why don't you get that as a get up for the game? That would be amazing. <laughs> you are the only English one. We can we can we can continue this off air, and I'm sure we um, if we, <laughs> if, we um, if if we get the right amount of alcohol, not that we um, condone drinking lots, you uh, should should drink, drink responsibly. Uh, drink responsibly, but I'm sure we can get drunk and we can work out alcohol. Because uh, it's, it's essentially me and Lorna walking fat bastards. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no way. Does that mean I'm gonna have to be Mustafa? Um, and wear the little fares like Will Farrell does. I break your legs, mate. <laughs> yeah, I probably will. Yeah. Uh, but that is it from this week, guys. We will be back on Tuesday where we review the Cardinals show back at the same time on Tuesday at 9 p.m. UK time, 3 p.m. Central, where we talk about obviously it's gonna be another it's gonna be another big day. Huge result. Um, so as always, stay safe, guys. Have a great weekend, and these guys. As we always do, lead us out. See you then, guys. Free and all, baby. Yeah, have a great week, guys. Back next week, talk about victory, and then move on to the next game. Uh, stay safe. Enjoy the rest of the week. Go Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs>